And now, we'll fight open mic. The Bass Jackers. I just came home actually from tour. Hey guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. We'll fight DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, open mic. What's going on, everybody? It's DJ Oz. And joining me today is 617's record artist, Joe Bermudez. Joe, how's it going? It's going all right, man. Yourself? Doing all right. Thank you for taking the time out. Um, so to go ahead and start it off, um, how has your quarantine been, you know, with everything that's kind of going crazy and stuff in the world, you know, all that, that sort of jazz, how has it been for you? I mean, it's been so weird, I think for everybody, like one day I'm, you know, super excited and motivated to work on things. And then the next day I just want to like stay in my pajamas and eat and cherries all day long, you know? <laughs> yeah. I completely um, understand. It's yeah, it's a crazy time. So, uh just kind of take it day by day yeah so like music wise how has that kind of uh had an impact since this whole coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic I mean it's weird because the music I make is played in clubs and with no clubs it's really hard to you know get stuff out there so I really appreciate you know stations like Wolf Bites you know playing my stuff and letting people know that hey this guy's doing something yeah Exactly. <laughs> so like with Wolf Bites and stuff, um, I don't know if you've kind of done uh, any sort of background research on us. But we're kind of we play top artists and like just new artists that are kind of coming to the scene. We try to find music every day. And so whenever we came across yours, we've been playing it for a little while now. I can't remember. But um, um, going off of your new song, Teach Me, right? Mm-hmm. What was the inspiration for creating that song? It's a weird kind of song how it came together because you would think, you know, with the girl and everything, she's probably the one that wrote it. And it was three guys that wrote that song. So I used to record up in this rock studio in Northern Massachusetts and all the rock guys were like, oh, it's the dance guy. And they would make fun of me constantly. So (laughs) a couple of the band guys, I was talking to them and I was like, we should just do a song so I can show you how cool dance music is. And they're like, all right, let's do this. started like you know playing around with some ideas i honestly think one of the guys was like watching porn before you know we started the writing session and he was just like yeah like i want to you know tell someone how to like do this and that and i was like you want to like teach them and he's like yeah yeah exactly and we just kind of rolled with that and um it snowballed and uh luckily i found paloma she's an amazing vocalist um and she comes from an r&b world which makes it even weirder because i was like yeah these three rock guys kind of put together a dance song want to put your R&B vocals on it, but uh, I don't know. I think having all those different genres come together is what made it so special. Dang, that sounds awesome. So like, how did you get to meet these three other guys? You know, where did that start? Um, One of them, I had done a remix for his band uh, back in the day, and then the band broke up. So he was trying to get more into the pop world and bands don't really let you write songs for them. 
So uh, we had written some stuff together. And then another guy was just the lead vocalist for a band that was recording in the studio next to us. So, um, you know, we kind of, it's a small studio. So you run in everyone, you're talking all the time. And uh, we're just like, yeah, we clicked and thought we'd give it a go. Snap. Hey, I mean, opportunity right there at you. So with doing, uh, you know, some collaborations with some artists, what are like some other artists that you've done collaborations with in the past that have been, well, you know, the, the best to work with? Let's put it that way. Um, God, that's a tough one. I mean, they're <laughs> all pretty great to work with. Otherwise, I wouldn't be working with them. Yeah. Um, I think the nicest person, and someone asked me this earlier today, has got to be Kelly Clarkson. I just don't know why, but she's just like a ball of energy. It's just like positive energy and you instantly feel good when you're around her. Um, Plus she's really funny. Um, And there's, you know, she's kind of like on the DL, like a pyro. So, (laughs) you know, you got to watch when you're around her if you see her with the matches are lighter. But uh, no, she's, she's a ton of fun. And her voice is so ridiculous that you could have the worst thing ever and she's going to make it sound amazing. Here I am, once again. From hearing her music growing up, I mean, she's an amazing artist, honestly. And like getting to know her, how did that happen? That was by chance. Like I had never watched American Idol or anything. Um, I happened to be in New York City for, I think it was a Britney Spears thing at MTV. They were kind of, she was performing in Times Square. One of my friends was a huge fan. So I took him to see that. And uh, I randomly got a call from her record label and they were like, do you know anyone that could, you know, help with this new artist? And I was like, well, I happen to be in town. Let me just come by, hear the song, and maybe I can give you some suggestions. So I went there, listened to it. It was a pretty good song. And um, I was like, yeah, these guys would be pretty good at it. And I wouldn't mind trying as well. And they're like, yeah, why not? And they ended up liking my version. And uh, it was the one that, like, Top 40 Radio played. She did it on tour. Um, all her musicians in the band would always make fun of me because they would have to like dance (laughs) my version and stuff. And they were, you know, once again, from that rock world, but, uh, you know, I'm slowly trying to convert them all over to the dark side. (laughs) It's a, it's going to be a process, isn't it? Just try to convert them one by one, you know, taking my time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So then, uh, I do like, I want to kind of go back to, you know, before, whenever you first started music. So I know that you were 18. I believe, and then went into a record label and said, hire me pretty much, you know, and just kind of like took it from there. Um, so how did you come across like wanting to become a musician? So the musician stuff kind of came a little later in life. Like I'd started the radio stuff, um, kind of made a bunch of connections with the label world. And then some girl broke my heart and I just didn't want to do anything. I just kind of hibernated in my room and uh, people would call up and they could kind of hear my voice that something just wasn't right. So I had a couple of friends in New York that, you know, did all this stuff. And they were like, dude, just come down here. We'll go to the strip club. You're going to feel so much better. <laughs> and I was like, no, I just, I'm just not in the mood. I, like, I don't want to do anything. And they kept harassing me. And finally, I was like, look, I'll go to the strip club. But afterwards, we go to the studio and you got to show me like what the heck goes on in there. And they're like, deal. So we went to the club, it was what it was. And then afterwards, when I got in the studio, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. 
And ever since then, I've just been like watching YouTube tutorials, trying to teach myself anything and everything I can and trying to make something of myself. Honestly, I mean, it's like perfect plan that kind of just like falls into action, you know, right there. It, it was it just something that like piqued your interest seeing, you know, everything that's there in the studio, like the mixers and all that sort of jazz? Well, I'd always liked music, but I had no clue how it came together. So it's almost like seeing um, the Wizard of Oz pull back his curtain and oh. just kind of, you know, like, oh, this machine does that. And they kind of showed me a session and like how things were set up and what the different parts were. And my mind just kind of like the wheels started spinning. And I was like, I need to do this. Like, this looks like it's so much fun. And yeah. once you start, honestly, music production is kind of like crack. You just you can't stop. It's so addictive. And it's just, it's endless. You're constantly learning every single day, which I think makes it, you know, one of the most fun things you could do. Okay. That, and that's something that's like interesting to me because you kind of hear about it with people and like electronics, for example, and then some people with music and some people with sports, you know, you kind of open up the can of worms and it's an endless opportunities around you. Yeah, you just kind of find that thing that clicks and I never thought it would be music. No one in my family does music. I was not gearing up to do music in life. And it just, once it happened, I was like, there's no looking back. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's an interesting story. You know, that kind of like the turn, the turn from, you know, what had happened in the situation to look at you now, pretty much top. Yeah. Like I should really thank that girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, um, it was the mass movement show, I believe is what you created out of this too. So tell me about that. So, uh, yeah, mass movement is a show that I do every single week and, uh, basically bring on some of the biggest DJs in the world, like Tiesto, Don Diablo, and, uh, let them wreak havoc on my radio station for an hour. So, uh, it's very tough on terrestrial radio mm -hmm. to get anything played. That's not, you know, post Malone or Lizzo. So yeah. the fact that my boss is, let me just kind of dive off the deep end and trust me to, to do this every single week. It's a real blessing. That's awesome. So like with Tiesto and Don Diablo and other artists that you kind of bring on, um, what is the kind of atmosphere that's there? You know, is it just pretty much just let them wreak havoc, like you said, or is there, you know, just like, yeah, as long as there's no profanity, I don't care what they do. Like <laughs> I tell them straight up, like don't dumb down your set because you're on, a radio station like I want people to know what you're doing in the club so that those people that don't go to clubs will hear it and be like man I should really go to the club <laughs> yeah especially if you get to meet people I know that you uh on your bio on your uh, website it said that you've performed for like Rihanna and Kesha and Britney what other artists have you performed for um like probably the biggest one would be Madonna oh, so wow. I got to be one of her opening acts for her MDMA tour Mm -hmm. um done a bunch for lady gaga um yeah it's been i mean crazy like calvin harris the chain smokers yeah um yeah it still blows my mind <laughs> anyone <laughs> like lets me open for them that's insane i mean the big big time artist you know you're making it you're making the living right now is what it seems like you get to perform in clubs it's awesome honestly yeah i mean we kind of miss it right now the fact that none of us can really perform but um i mean that's kind of the ultimate payoff is once you've slaved away all week in your studio and you get to see people react to it like instantly and get that instant feedback. It's such a rush. Yeah. I don't doubt it. I mean, seeing the crowd just kind of go crazy over music. I wonder. What yeah. I mean, the best thing about clubs is also the worst thing <laughs> about coronavirus because oh, we yeah. encourage people to be like up on top of each other, jumping up and down, <laughs> screaming, 
it's just, yeah, the CDC probably looks at DJs and they're like, no, 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 you guys are the worst. <laughs> you guys are what's going to like hurt this, make it worse. <laughs> I'm gonna need the music. <laughs> you got to go back to what's normal. You know, the social aspect of it is just where it's at, honestly. Like, yeah, I mean, it's such a community, like, especially with dance music. Everyone you meet is just so full of love and so nice. Like, it's the best group of people you could ever ask for. Yeah, me personally, I mean, I just recently started getting into a lot of dance music right now, and I can't wait, well, after this is over, like you said, to go back to clubs and experience it for myself, you know? Oh, it's going to be bananas when it comes back, because we've been pent up for so long. There's just <laughs> all that, like, extra energy. Like, people are going to lose their minds on night one. <laughs> you got any tips for <laughs> going back then? I mean, maybe pace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> i know like the bottles are gonna be flowing night one like people are gonna be going hardcore but it's like night two that's where you're gonna see the real mvps oh you're gonna see the troopers there the ones that come back the ones mm -hmm. that yeah and then going like hitting off of clubs and stuff what are the biggest clubs that you perform for like the biggest size of the crowd of people um like club wise or festivals or just anything in general or anything in general honestly I mean, Electric Zoo in New York City was pretty massive. I think they had, I don't know, like 100,000 people or something. Um, Ultra in Miami was kind of the same way. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are great because there's so many different stages that if you're bored at one, you just go to the next one. And it's such a great place to just discover new music. Mm -hmm. And then you, like with some artists there, I'm guessing it was like Tiesto and you had, you know, Auden and all those type of people that were there performing as well. Yeah, I mean, the main stage at any festival is just, like, stacked with the biggest names on the planet. Yeah. So I think the night I did uh, Electric Zoo, I'm trying to remember, it's Marshmallow, Cascade, Tiesto. Like, yeah. it's insane, like, to see all of them at once. <laughs> it's, it's nice to kind of, like, find that community there, I guess. You, and then you get to see all the artists at a big festival like that. It's worth the money. It really is, because it's your one-stop shop. And it's not just the artists, it's just kind of like you said, the community. Yeah. Like I think the people that go to those festivals are a bigger star than the actual DJs performing because without them, it just, it wouldn't be that vibe. <laughs> exactly. And then going off of um, just that sort of vibe that you kind of get in there, the community that you've kind of built around your music, um, what do you think of that? Like how do you see your, you know, yourself as an artist right now? I mean, I'm blessed that anyone, you know, listens to my stuff. Um, I know there's a lot of music out there, so people have plenty of options. Um, the <laughs> fact that anyone likes what I do other than my mom um, surprises me every single day. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's all about just, you know, acceptance. And I don't care if you're young, you're old, gay, straight, black, white, doesn't matter. If you're a good person, hey, I like you too. Yeah, that's a perfect way to go about it, honestly you know, with everything that's kind of going on right now. And that's a great, you know, kind of a social projection of yourself. My apologies there. But going back and kind of talking about, you know, today sort of time, with you being in coronavirus, like, have you been working on some new things in the studio a little bit? Yeah, definitely got some new things brewing. It kind of took me a self to get, get you know, going and get like in that flow because normally the things that would inspire you would be, you know, hanging with your friends. Uh, going to like a crazy show, getting to travel. And with coronavirus, we can't do any of those things. So, um, you know, you got to kind of retrain the brain to get inspired. But uh, 
yeah, there's going to be a lot of good music coming out when this is all over with. Oh, I don't doubt it at all. I mean, like you said, you've been built up. You know, it's, it's going to just explode once it all comes back. And it's not just like for me either. I'm talking like every DJ in the world is doing the same thing right now. So it's just going to be, I, you expect like January 2021 just to be like bombarded <laughs> with like happy, fun, uplifting songs. <laughs> Spotify just can't keep it. Spotify and Apple Music just can't keep it going. I mean, their top playlist, new, new premieres and stuff just dropping. Yeah, it's literally going to be like every second will be a new premiere from a major DJ. <laughs> and what a time. I mean, I can't wait for it, to be quite honest with you. I can't wait either. It's going to be great. So like with going up, you know, have you been able to connect with some other artists and stuff over this time? Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of the ways you keep your sanity is you just check in with people that are going through the same thing that you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, they kind of know the struggles of trying to be creative or just not being able to gig and being worried about how they're going to pay their rent. And uh, it's been kind of like almost a therapy session, just, you know, getting a chat with the DJs. Yeah, exactly. And like, who, who have you like mainly been close with during this time, you know? Um, I mean, it's been a lot of like the radio mix show guys. So (laughs) there's a bunch of us that have like a zoom thing every Tuesday night. And uh, we basically kind of are like, all right, in this state, you know, clubs are opening, but these are the restrictions in this state. This is the new, you know, unemployment benefits for, you know, self-employed. And it's a really good kind of just learning ground to see what's going on around the country. Um, and just, you know, to relate with other people that are going through a similar thing. I gotcha. I mean, that's kind of like something that's really good to kind of, you know, keep updated on is just all that. And by talking to friends, I'm assuming it's a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, they kind of understand what you're going through. They get it and they can kind of relate and put it in a language that you understand, Yeah, uh, which is really nice because, you know, I try to talk to my parents and stuff and they're just like, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, that was like pre-coronavirus too. (laughs) They're like, so you do what again? (laughs) They're still trying to like understand like, okay, do you ever bring them out at all to any of your shows? I've tried so hard. I almost got my mom to come to, uh, when I opened for the Tiesto College Invasion Tour. Yeah. And I wish she could have been there because it was just bonkers, but uh, it's just so not her scene. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've got my brother out, which, you know, was kind of nice because he's, like a straight up hick. Like, you know, I love my brother to death, but he's in the country music. He's, you know, that's his thing. It's, if you saw him next to me, you would not think we are related. And uh, he had the best time ever. He was like, dude, I got to come to more of these. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like you weren't lying to him at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, let's keep it going forward. What do you have planned for the future? I mean, just doing this as much as I can. So, uh, you know, like we we're talking about, once the virus is done, lots of new music coming out. I'm going to be super excited to like play some live gigs again. Yeah. Um, did like some crazy edits and bootlegs, you know, when this first started, because I didn't know how long it was going to last. And I've had nowhere to play them. So they're just kind of sitting on the hard drive, collected dust, and uh, can't wait to brush them off and just play them for some people. <laughs> Then going, you know, like, do you have anything planned, like any gigs and stuff like that already kind of mapped out? I mean, nothing yet, because we don't know what's going to happen. So I've seen in certain places, you know, things have opened up like Texas. Um, But then a few weeks later, it's like, you see what happens. So I'm really taking my time and want there to be a vaccine before I go and get back out there. Like, to me, as much as I want to play, I don't want to 
get anyone infected. And I don't want to be responsible for someone coming out, having a good time, unknowingly, you know, getting the virus and then giving it to their grandparents or something like that. Just, I would feel horrible as a person. It's, it's just so unpredictable to be quite honest. It is. And like, you don't know what's going to happen, how it's going to affect people. It just, the transmission rate is just, it's crazy. There's never been anything like it before. So I'd rather err on the side of caution. Yeah. That which it's understandable. I mean, that's what most restaurants are doing too, you know, and with you being self-employed, it's more of like a, you know, thing where either you don't want to give it to people or like, you don't want to get it as well. Yeah. And like sober people barely listen. So drunk people, 100% are not listening. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell it. I mean, we, we see it here at college, you know, I got to hear it at NC state and you can just tell they're nowhere to be found on earth. It's the lights are on, but no one's home. (laughs) (laughs) So is there anything that you kind of want to ask me about a wolf bicer, you know, anything for us? And I mean, I like think to- what you guys are doing is amazing. I've listened to the station a bunch and it sounds incredible. Like you guys are picking actual songs that are being played. It's not just, you know, random stuff. Like you guys have like the best of the best, which is an honor to me to be like included in that list. Yeah. Um, like I'm trying to think what would be a good kind of, I guess on your end, because I mean, you guys have had tons of DJs come through, like who's yeah. been your favorite, you know, to get to kind of chat with. So this actually is like my first actual open mic where I haven't just kind of sat down with it and listened to it on YouTube or on the hard drive, like you said. So this is my first personal interaction with an artist. And I, I was stoked to have you. Sweet. So by default, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my boss texted me and he was like, hey, do you want to do uh, this interview with uh, Joe? Uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Honestly, let's go ahead and get my foot in the water. You know what? Let's do it with a great artist. And honestly, it's been a blast. I, no, I love getting a chat with people and, you know, it's cool because you're there on the front lines and without you, no one gets to hear anything I do. So I can't thank you guys enough. You're more than welcome. I mean, honestly, it's a treat to sit here and be able to play your music on this station. Thank you for, you know, creating it. Honestly, what, what, on, what more have you uh, got to drop on Spotify and Apple music here soon? Um, a lot of your stuff recently. There's a lot of new stuff coming. There's going to be, I'm trying to even think like what I should say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not um, to mention any spoilers or anything. Yeah. Cause it's like being in lockdown. What will happen is you'll write a song and you're like, Oh, that's pretty good. And then you'll just find to let it sit for a few weeks and you go back to it and you're like, wait, wait, wait what if I change this and this and next thing you know, the song's got like a new title, a new theme, like all kinds of things have gone through. And that just happened with a song that I did um, where it literally kind of gutted everything and rewrote it from start to finish. Um, So yeah, it's, it's tough because I can't be in the room with a singer right now. So there will be an updated remix for 2020 of one of my older songs um, that I'm so excited for. It's such a festival banger that I'm a little annoyed there's nowhere you know no festivals for it to bang at (laughs) but um yeah original stuff there's like a new one coming with Louise Carver uh, who I did Sunrise with Uh, she's one of my favorites and the one we're doing is oh my god I love it it's just kind of her voice is angelic it's got like a dreamy vibe it's some cool guitars um almost got like a Daft Punk get lucky kind of guitar vibe in there weeping through the glass counting down the hours 
creating the music that you're doing and having that sort of social projection of yourself, you know, like you do, just being a happy go guy and all about everything. Yeah. Life's too short to, you know, be negative and just complain about things. So let's party people. <laughs> exactly. Everybody. That was Joe. So this is DJ Oz signing off. Thank you guys for tuning in to Wolf Bites open mic radio. <laughs> Thank you, Joe, for taking the time out of your day. Sit Thanks down. so much, man.